Hey there, time travelers, and welcome to the ultimate journey down memory lane. I'm your host, Josh, and I'm also with my other host, Paul. Today, we'll be dusting off our disc mans, booting up our dial-up modems, and diving headfirst into the pop culture and time capsule that was the 90s and 2000s. Sound bites of iconic 90s and 2000s moments. Dial-up tones, Tamagotchi music, <laughs> and sync harmonizing. From boy bands to butterfly clips, slap bracelets to super soakers, we're here to relive it all, one platform sneaker step at a time. And today, folks, we're cranking up the nostalgia to 11 for a spooktacular special edition. Nostalgia Entertainment System, Halloween Havoc. That's right, witches and wizards, get ready for a ghoulishly good time as we resurrect the most beautiful memories of Halloween's past. We'll be unearthing the creepiest costumes, the sweetest candy hauls, and the spookiest TV specials that made our hearts race faster than a sugar rush. What's a candy <laughs> haul? <laughs> it's like the you bring the bag back from Halloween, yeah? In my haul. Oh, a haul. I was thinking a haul. <laughs> like a hallway. <laughs> like a... Yeah. Wow. You, like, yeah. Well, those can be spooky, too. Yeah. Sound bites of creaking doors, eerie laughter, and spooky music. That's what it says on the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. So grab your neon pumpkin buckets and join us for a journey through the graveyard of nostalgic Halloween hits. From Goosebumps to Hocus Pocus, we've got it all covered. And who could forget those 90s and 2000s costume trends? Whether you were rocking a Power Ranger suit or channeling your inner <laughs> Spice Girl, long. we've got the story that'll send shivers down your spine. Faint echoes of children's laughter, distant footsteps. So buckle up, because this is a Halloween episode you won't want to miss. But remember, dear listeners, no flashlights needed. We're about to light up your memories like a jack-o'-lantern on a moonlit night. Mysterious fading laughter. <laughs> so grab your scrunchies, your sketches, and your sense of adventure, because we're about to embark on a spine-tingling journey through the 90s and 2000s like never before. This is Nostalgia Entertainment System, 90s and 2000s, Halloween <laughs> Havoc. Let's get ready to get spooky. Wow. Was, Welcome to the show, everybody. It was that, so long. It was unfortunately pretty good, but it was also really long. It's, I, uh, yeah, so I, I asked ChatGPT for like, hey, will you write me an intro for a podcast called The Cell Entertainment System and its special Halloween episode? And it, it loaded for like 10 <laughs> seconds and then spit out that entire thing. <laughs> it was so long. It It is very long and it was good, but also we haven't talked about most of the things that it mentioned. It gave you a bunch of new ideas. It That's gave us true. a lot of popular things. And we, don't, we don't like to and, talk about popular things. No, we want to talk about magicians. <laughs> magicians and Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Yeah. That's, what we, that's what we're here for. You could talk about Digipets and stuff, though. I feel like that'd be a good one. Have you done that already? No. Tamagotchis? We no, that's not a bad idea, though. Digimon. Yeah. Did you have a I had, Tamagotchi? Oh, hell yeah, we're pivoting to that. Uh, I don't know if I did. I had definitely had dig the, like, first generation Digimon because I had a little brother and we would play video games together and that was kind of an extension of that because you'd both like did you ever have a Digimon? No you could, I like, saw the TV show I did not know there was a toy you saw the TV show? What like, the hell? Like two episodes of it. <laughs> Damn I stayed up I remember I stayed up all night to not miss the Digimon premiere. I was so excited about it Really? Me and my brother because we had had the Digimon toys for so long uh, and they were just Tamagotchi. It was like the same company, I think, as Tamagotchi. Mm. And you'd do the same thing. You'd feed them. Um, and then they'd die. And then they would die, yeah. But <laughs> I think instead of, like, flushing their poop, you could, like, 
you'd train them on like a little mini game to like punch, boom, boom. That sounds like way better. Punch targets. It was really cool. And then they could grow up into different guys. And then you would, they had um, like metal pins on the top. Each one did. And you could hook them together. Mm-hmm. And then your guy would fight the other guy. And oh, you nice. could just see them like shoot fireballs and like punch at each other. Was and it then, like random who won or did, was there I was about to involved? say, I think it was m- a little bit random, but they could grow up into different guys who kind of like rock, paper, scissored each other. Mm. So, um, I think, but me, we were like seven. So I don't know. Like if you just mistreated them, it would turn into like a poop monster. <laughs> or if you were like really good at, at it, it would turn into like an evil skeleton. And I think the evil skeleton could always beat the poop monster, but there were like other people other guys. Wait, if the, you were good, you got the evil skeleton? Yeah, because it would die and then I think it would live on past its death as oh, the evil skeleton. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was like the ultimate end goal, which is cool. It's my ultimate end goal. Become an <laughs> evil skeleton. Become an evil skeleton? Yeah. What about if you were a nice skeleton? Would that be a disappointment to you? <laughs> yeah, I think it <laughs> I don't really like the ring. I feel like if you were a nice skeleton, you'd still have to have a job. But if you were an evil skeleton, you wouldn't have to have a job. Nobody would bug me, but people who I liked <laughs> could learn to respect me, I think, if I was an evil skeleton. You can direct your evilness for sure. Yeah. You could be nice to some people and evil to others. But if I was just like a plain nice skeleton, like I'd have wind up at Disneyland. Oh, that could be nice though. On vacation? Well, that's or? a job. No, I feel like as a slave. <laughs> yeah, on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I'm free from my mortal bonds. <laughs> I can go to Disneyland. I can go to Disneyland. Disneyland. <clears throat> Time to take a visit to the mouse. <laughs> but, and then you kill him. But Turns out wow, you were evil. That's evil all the time. I killed Mickey. <laughs> Chad GPT failed to introduce our guest. We're here with Sam Schultz. Hello. Hi, Sam. Hi. Welcome back to the show. Thanks. It's been a long time. It has been. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since we've Recorded. done anything with this podcast, but <laughs> um, okay. at, least, at least since August when we last released an episode. Podcasts never really die. They're always there. That's true. Mm-hmm. As long as I keep paying $20 a month to host this damn thing, it'll stay up. Oh, it's that's $20 true. a <laughs> month? Stop yeah. paying $20. Oh yeah, so God. if all you fucks out there want to go to patreon.com slash NES underscore pod and uh, help me recoup the hundreds of dollars that I've lost from just keeping the show up, uh, that'd really be nice. I'd appreciate one it. one person to give you $20 a month, right? Yeah, that's true. That's your first goal. That's, that's true. That's your base goal. Think of it like OnlyFans. Think of it like you're giving Josh money for OnlyFans. That's true. And in return, you get this podcast. You get this. You could take a picture of your foot or something. I'll send a nude. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> really cranking it up to, yeah. to nine. It'll be there. direct. It's not going to be through the platform. I'll text it to you. That's mm-hmm. even more intimate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Let's- probably a tear on somebody's OnlyFans is you get like an actual text with a private nude. Oh. Whoa. Yeah, like a burner your... phone? That's a good idea if it's not. A thing. Oh, yeah, you should do a burner phone. Don't yeah. give them your actual number. Is that your OnlyFans? Is this where this idea came from? I did consider starting an OnlyFans because I was like, there's probably people out there who'd be into that. And then uh, I did like some research, like just Googled, should I start an OnlyFans? <laughs> and the answer was uh, probably not. So I didn't. Why? Because it would like probably. impact your life? Well, I just have to invest a lot of like, you're supposed to invest in like good, like camera equipment and like find like your niche. Oh yeah, that's true. It's like TikTok. <sighs> and I got kind of scared. I was like, I don't want to, Yeah. what if I found a, like a niche, but it was really weird. But that's maybe, isn't that okay? <laughs> I mean, it, it could be okay, but what if it was like, made me feel bad. And then I'd, I, also, think- I just didn't really, this was kind of a passing phase for me. 
I bet there's niches where they don't care if you have nice cameras and stuff. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the, the one. It's the blurrier, the better. <laughs> yeah. This guy doesn't even turn his live photos off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Which do you guys have? You both have iPhones. Or? I don't know how to turn it off. I, I turn I, it off day one. Really? Yeah. I, I like it. I like a live photo. Yeah, I love when like your parents accidentally send you one with a live photo where they're like, huh? and then they're like. <laughs> yeah, like when people are like smiling and then they're like dead faced right after the live photo or when it's like a cute baby and it's like has food all over his face and then it's like, hi, mom. You know, it's fun. <laughs> I like live photos. Paul yeah. has a great live photo of when we were at Flippers. He was balancing his beer on like the little thing at the bottom of the can. You know, you can like tilt your, oh, yeah. tilt your beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then, I was drunk enough to just take a picture of it because I thought I was like, oh, this is like, so oh, this cool. Really cool. And I was like, wow. I pointed, I was like, wow, that's really cool. And then it fell over. <laughs> and you can see in the live photo it yeah. fell over. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, yeah. And it's I also think funny. I see something like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's bonus content yeah. for your photo. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah. But I only have so much storage on my phone. I don't want to. Oh, it takes up storage. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Of course it does. I don't want to do that. Yeah. So, oh, well. No live photos for me. Josh has a small phone. It's embarrassing. <laughs> get the bigger, Look, get a bigger phone. I don't need to compensate for anything. <laughs> how big? How many gigs you got on that bad boy? Sixty-four. Really? What generation is it? Ten S. Mm. My phone's almost five years old. Yeah, I think that's maybe the one I have too. Mm-hmm. I don't need to get a new phone. Mine Would was- I like one? Yeah, but I'm not. I don't want to spend the money on it. Yeah, they're expensive. Yeah, they're I, really expensive. I have to buy tires, guys. Oh shit, that sucks. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And for the first time in my life, my goal is to not buy the cheapest tires that Les Schwab sells. Yeah, that's so, a great goal. I, I think t- I'm ready. I'm, I think I'm ready, guys, for for nice tires. I bought tires on my, they weren't very expensive, but I bought them with my credit card and it like ruined my life for like three years. And yeah, I was I'm paying off my tires. I hated it. I know. I'm contemplating. It's like, gosh, I just put my credit card. I'm, my credit card debt's already <clears throat> never going to go away. Yeah. So should, I, should I just add on an extra $1,000? Yeah, why not? Pass that debt on to your grandchildren. That's true. Yeah. That's why you want to be an evil skeleton. Because if you're a nice skeleton, the credit card people will make you pay it back. Oh, that's, that's true. But if you're evil, you can just go. You can just go. You can just kill them. <laughs> you can just you kill them. Yeah. Point a bony finger at them and they die. They turn yeah. to ash. Write their name on a sheet of paper oh, wow. and cross it out with my bony finger. <laughs> will it do anything? No, but it's threatening. <laughs> is that the is that the Simpsons when Homer turns into the Grim Reaper? Or is that Death Note? Or both? Maybe a combo. It's probably a combination. <laughs> it's a, I don't remember really- that happening in Death Note, but I do vaguely remember that happening in... The Simpsons? In Death the Grim Night Adventures King? of Bill and Mandy? Um, Did that happen in there? They were friends with the Grim Reaper. So they were. Probably. In mm-hmm. Death Note, you just write the name down. You don't yeah. have to cross it out. Mm-hmm. What happens if you cross it out? Can you cancel it? I don't know if you can cancel it. I don't remember. Well, you, you also write a time, right? So it seems like you should be able to cross it out. Well, you, don't write, to, J- you don't need J- to write a time. You can just write the name. Oh. And then in 40 seconds, I'll die of a heart attack. 40 seconds? Yeah. Pretty sure it's 40 seconds. But you can write a time if you want to. You can be as specific as you'd like. Could you write really, really far in the future and they would yes. and they live forever until that time? Oh, probably. I don't know. Whoa. Wow. Cheat code unlocked. Yeah. I don't remember. My mom, year 10,000. Oh, you wouldn't write. Would you write you first though? Or your mom first? I don't want to live forever. Are you, I, but you're going to relegate your mother to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to live forever. Maybe my I mom. shouldn't have said year yeah. 10,000. I should have guessed when I was going to die and then shot for like a year after that. No, actually, that would make me sad because that, apparently one of the saddest things as a parent is to watch a child die. Yeah, that's so, so self So she has to watch you die and the sun explode. I was trying to be nice and then I accidentally made it a torture thing. 
you just need to pick a time that you're going to die. And then your mom <laughs> dies at the exact same time. <laughs> that's you. That's perfect. Yeah. Actually, you got to be like 90 and your mom has to be 190. Yeah. Like whatever. 120. <laughs> 190. <laughs> you got an old mom. <laughs> years old when she gave birth to me. Yeah. <laughs> the oldest mom in the world. <laughs> Who do you think the oldest mom in the world was or is? She could be alive today. Good question. I'll Google it. I don't know. Let's, let's, I don't let's know any old mom. I mean, you got to look up the oldest woman in the world and if she has a kid. Well, I mean like, well, I, I guess I'm thinking like the oldest woman that gave birth to a child. Uh, That's what I'm, I'm going to guess about. how old they were. Um, I'm going to guess... 51. Oh, I would say in the 60s, maybe. I, I, was, think think, 60s? I was thinking 60s, yeah. All right, yeah. well, I'm going to go the opposite way. 98. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oldest woman to give birth. Aramati Mangama currently holds the world record for being the oldest living mother who gave birth at the age of 73. 73? Nice. Whoa. Mm-hmm. That's wild. It was twins. No wow. way. Oh, my God, that poor woman. I think twins is more common when you're old. There's a whole Wikipedia page for pregnancy over age 50. Wow. Wow, I was real low with 51. We're the perfect people to speculate and talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> we all have a lot of knowledge about these things. <laughs> yeah. Three straight guys. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Talking about birth and pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, we were all born. He doesn't listen to the um, show, but congratulations, Matt Riley, on the birth of your son. Oh, yeah. Congrats, Matt. Is that a friend of yours? Yeah. It's the guy, Josh. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's just a guy. Guy I made up. He, uh, no, he makes an appearance in an episode that I haven't edited yet. Oh, that's true. He interrupted a recording of ours. Yeah, we've recorded uh, a few episodes mm-hmm. where uh, I forgot to put a sign on the door outside that says, hey, I'm recording in here. Uh, a uh, and so there's a couple episodes yeah. uh, that will come out someday, presumably, uh, where someone just <laughs> walks in the middle of our recording. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Have you ever and, thought of doing this with an audience because you're in this theater now? Oh, we might as well. That's true. Let's just open the door right now. See who comes in. Okay. Tell them, like, come watch live podcast. Don't talk. Okay. I'll be right back. <laughs> Sound right. effect of squeaky door. Now we just <laughs> wait for someone to come in. Now, now we just wait for someone to come in. <laughs> hey, is this the podcast? Oh, I broke the rule. <laughs> Sorry, I'll go. Wait, no, Get come back. Is that shimmy? <laughs> yeah, it, I realized it as soon as I did it. it sounds a lot like a different character from a different podcast. <laughs> that also has an open door policy. <laughs> it's true. Oh, boy. We sure have original ideas, don't we? Mm-hmm. You have a different show with characters? No, no, a different show that I listen to. So oh, super stole So you that. stole that. I did. Oh, all of our ideas cool. are all of our ideas are stolen. You think we're the first podcast to No one's ever done a nostalgia podcast. No one's ever done a nostalgia podcast. No one has ever written an intro with Chat GPT for a podcast. Yeah. There is a new uh newer than our nostalgia podcast that Vanessa Bayer and Jonah Bayer do about Oh, that's it's true. very similar to our premise. Right. Because nobody has ever thought about remembering things and talking about it in a microphone. That's true. Before us did that. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, speaking of nostalgia, I Sam, was going to do that. Oh, uh oh, no, Sam, I was, I was excited. No, oh. Matt. <laughs> Sam, did you watch the new uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? Yeah, I did. Did, did no, you that like is it? Not what I was going to ask. Oh, mm. did I like it? Yeah. yeah, I think it was okay. I think it was kind of weird at the end that they were all friends with each other. Spoiler alert! Oh. Did you see it? No, Paul and I made plans oh. to see it, and then we never saw it. Well, I can't mm-hmm. have a conversation with you. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know if you liked it. 
Um, it was really fun, and I liked that they were um, played by actual teenagers, which I think was kind of a cool, like, they're always, like, 35-year-old guys, even though they're called teenagers, you know? But they're, like, they got the attitude of just, like, yep. an older guy. But in this one... <laughs> That's true. Like kids, which is a little, I guess it is also a little weird when they're like fighting people and like chopping people up with swords and you're like, you're a child. Uh, They don't actually chop anyone up with swords, but to like train a a child to fight, that's something, you know, it's I'm into it. I like it. You've trained a lot of children to fight. Mm -hmm. Have you really? That's my side job. (laughs) (laughs) Child fight trainer? Yeah. Okay. Someone's got to fight for me. (laughs) (laughs) You keep them down in the sewer and you go down there. Yeah, and I give them, they have a little rat companion too. (laughs) Oh, it's not, that's not, you don't put like Mickey Mouse ears on when you go down there? Nah, it's it's a real rat. (laughs) Okay. They think it's their dad. Wow. Um, Isn't that weird and fucked up? At the end, at the end, they all become like Bebop and Rocksteady and all those guys are in it. And then at the end, they're like, you should all move to the sewer with us. And like all the bad guys come and live with them in the sewer. I kind of like it. Well, Wait, but what Shredder are they gonna... moves in with them? No, at the, 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 the post credit teaser is Shredder showing up. Oh, oh he's not even he's in, not it. in it. Yeah. Whoa. Interesting. It's... Well, we have to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. It's Krang in it. Uh, kind of. There's like a, there's like a character who... If do you know your Ninja Turtle lore? There's like a character who is a Krang. Like if he they is. if they opened up their belly, there'd be a because they call her Mrs. Krang or something like that. Oh. <laughs> but she never you never like see the brain or anything. But she has like the same sunglasses that the android body has. That's a big dumb body. Yeah, that's God, dumb that's body one has. of my favorite things in all of fiction is that body. Yeah, he's just, great. He Why? just goes. Oh, <laughs> why did he build that? <laughs> <laughs> why does he have to look like a baby, but also like a big muscly man at the yeah. same time? Wouldn't you want a guy you could go out in public ass? But <laughs> like maybe? make him handsome. Yeah. Give him hair at least. <laughs> He's got like Put a wig. three little sprouts. Put, like, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Put a wig on him uh, and a shirt or something. But yeah, it was fine. I didn't walk out of it like blown away, but it was fun. Better than the Michael Bay ones. I don't know if you saw those. Oh, we watched the first one together. Oh, did we? I don't remember. I remember watching the trailer for it. No, we watched the full thing. We We might have watched both movies. Did? Whoa. Because Will Arnett was in the first one, and we were both like, there's a lot of Will Arnett in this. I. Who is he in the first one? Oh, he's just a guy. He's the sniveling cameraman guy. Yeah. 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 Okay. I do not remember watching this movie. It has left my brain. They're like eight feet tall. There's only room in my brain for the 2003 Ninja Turtles series, which Uh, is my favorite one, which is the one that's it's like, you know, broody and edgy. Right. The one most directly based on the comic. Yeah. But I was also like 11 at the time of watching it. So I loved it. I liked that one a lot. It's very good. Yeah. I remember my little brother liked that one a lot. And so I had like the, you know, when you're little brother likes something, Sam, your older brother, you kind of like, as a brother, like, well, I don't like that to yeah. separate yourself. That's how I felt about that one. And yeah. so I was like, I only like the eighties cartoon, which uh, was, you're being pretentious, <laughs> <laughs> which I now realize like if I was being like actually pretentious, I would have liked the 2003 one. Cause the eighties one is very, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's made just for toy selling or would it you would have only liked the original comic book run oh yeah yeah which i am a little too scared to read it sounds intense it's not really it's not it starts off like the first issue i haven't read a ton of it but the first issue is like it 
clearly supposed to just be like a one and done because they like cut Shredder's head off at the end of it and they're like chopping people up. And mm-hmm. it is, it's like the movie. Did you see the movie? Which one? Uh, the, oh, sorry. Yeah. The 90s movie. The, oh, yeah. The first movie. I've seen all four of those a lot. That one's, all three of those. That one's like a really direct adaptation of the first arc of it, basically. Gotcha. So but they, they don't like, drop him into a garbage truck and have Casey Jones go, oops. Uh, they do something less bad to him. He does it to himself. He, they're fighting on the roof and he he just like lunges at him and I think they like flip him off the roof and he also has a grenade. And so he explodes partway down. I would rather explode than get crushed by a garbage can. I Me think. too. Well, especially cause he doesn't die cause he comes back in the second. That's one. true. He just so must gets hurt really bad. Yeah. He doesn't really mention it. I don't think does he, he just comes out of the dump. So actually he was fine. Well, I think that th- isn't there's like ooze that gets dumped on him. I think like, I think they then like he gets thrown into the uh, dump and then, a bunch of ooze gets spilled on him because he's super shredder in the second one. Isn't that the very end though? When the dock falls on him and then he's super. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe you're right. I can't remember. Then maybe he maybe does it. Hap- does the ooze happen a second time? Maybe it does. Because you're right. That is, he does turn into. He gets like huge in the. Yeah. Maybe he is just fine. He might just be okay. Maybe you don't. <laughs> maybe you don't get hurt if you get crushed by a garbage truck. There's a lot of. Maybe it was like Cotton Day at the place that was throwing stuff out. I think out. cotton day would be bad because the cotton would all get squished up. Maybe it was really heavy metal boxes day and they all just kind of like wedged together. Oh, to protect him? Yeah. I was thinking that he'd be like in between a bunch of pillows and so like a bunch of cotton. <laughs> okay. Like, it would just I feel like that. Like a squeeze. Yeah, like that. He's like, this isn't so bad. <laughs> Take a yeah. nap on the way to the dump. <laughs> uh, Sounds comfy but, actually. But no, it's not intense. It's, it's just like, it's fun. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I do want to read them, mostly because like the new issues that have been coming out, yeah. where it's like one of them trying to find the other three, like that just sounds cool as hell. Oh, the last Ronin. Yeah, yeah. Like, like like just hearing or, or reading about like the premise of it, it's like that sounds fuck, and you don't know which one it is. Like oh fuck yeah, that this is so cool. I think they wrote that so you don't have to read anything. Oh like, really? It fills in. It's its own continuity and it fills in all this. Oh what? Oh well. If I you like, you know who Casey there. Jones is and April is and stuff. yeah. Like, yeah, I think it's set to be like, you can like any kind of Ninja Turtles and this is a sequel to it. Great. Oh, but I've heard that's good too. I haven't read that. Yeah. It's a sequel to the eighties cartoon. I think it could be. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious to imagine from what I've heard of it. Yeah. If you're okay with everyone dying, then I guess so. It's a sequel. Mm -hmm. Speaking of everybody dying, (laughs) that'd be scary. (laughs) That would be really scary. Right? That would be too scary for Halloween, I think. <laughs> Everybody dead. Mm-hmm. Is that our is that our transition into um kind of. I thought it's kind of early in the morning if we're pulling back the curtain here a little bit. Um, That's uh, true. It's about 10 a.m., which is early for me. Sharp as I could be. Mm-hmm. Um but speaking well, of scary things, oh. we talking scary things today. I was gonna ask Sam about Halloween. Yeah. Cause at least for a while on your, your, what was it? Your Twitter bio. You're like foremost, foremost Halloween, song ex- Halloween song. Yeah. What is your favorite song. novelty Halloween song? Oh, I really like the monster jerk. <laughs> monster jerk. Yeah, oh, we're one. a fan of the monster fuck. <laughs> I like the monster fuck too. I can't put that one on my playlist. 
<laughs> Mostly because it's not on Spotify, right? Yeah, that's. I mean, <laughs> there are songs on my playlist. I don't just depend on Spotify. I have a really long playlist, but Spotify is not very respectful of the history of novelty Halloween music. So every year there will be a couple that they don't like renew the license for. Mm. So then it's just mm. grayed out, you know, like when a song leaves Spotify. So then I have to go and either like buy or steal the song from somewhere and put it on my iTunes library and mm-hmm. then upload that to my phone and like... So I have, yeah, I could put the monster fuck on there, but I'd get in trouble someday. <laughs> it is a very funny song. Mm-hmm. It is a very funny song. I love it. That was actually the first time I ever saw like a earwolf thing. I oh, think really? Probably because I was looking at old Halloween music like on <laughs> YouTube or something. And there was a, there's like a video for monster fuck, I think. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think there's a couple. Yeah. yeah. I've, or yeah, a video of him singing it in the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was definitely the first time I'd ever seen Nick Weiger. And then I listened to all those earwolf ones. Mm. The, the, I mean, all the comedy bang bang Halloween specials, and uh, yeah, they're funny. They're great. Do you like Halloween outside of the novelty songs? Yeah. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have like a really good reason why. I think when I was a kid, my mom liked to decorate the house for Halloween and I like mm. to help her do that. Uh, I think I also, it's like the most 35 year old man thing, but I really think that like Halloween TV specials are funny. Like I just think the concept of every year, like on home improvement, there was like, that is literally what I was thinking when you said, and they had, the, yeah. they had great ones. Cause they were like, the thing I loved about home improvement was those like cutaways they would do where like something crazy would happen, you know, like a little guy would like pop up and like, oh, like hit the, the screen like with the hammer. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's so much work to do for such a stupid show. <laughs> uh, but, did they kind of phase that out too? I feel like it didn't really happen in the later seasons. They probably, it probably didn't happen in the one where like Randy had cancer or whatever. <laughs> oh, the guy. doctor guy who comes in and zaps yeah. the screen. <laughs> the Shoot, clear. Yeah. After he discovers his yeah prognosis, I think you're probably right that when the kids grew up and stuff, they stopped doing that or when they stopped having as much money to do it, they stopped doing it. But, um, I don't know what the trajectory of me liking Halloween. Oh, we had a, like a creepy barn when I was a kid too. And we would have, it was like creepy, but it wasn't decrepit or anything. So we would have, uh, Halloween parties in it when I was a little kid. Whoa, that's fun. So I think my mom probably liked it and she just like passed that on to me. But are you a big trick or treater? No. Oh. I'm living in Montana. Are you from her? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of hard to trick or treat here sometimes because it's like yeah. so cold and you have that's to wear a coat. And I know. Like, I, I <laughs> like that was always like my, I never really did trick or treating as a kid. Yeah. Um, and then when I was getting a little bit older and like my friends were doing it, I was just like, but it's too cold to wear. I have to wear a coat over my coat. Like, what's yeah, the point? You're not going to look like anything. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be like a ghost with a puffy coat over it. Uh-huh. That was how it was all the time. I remember having a, like the best costume you could really hope for, or I could really hope for, I thought was just a mask, like a monster mask, because you can yeah. put that on and have a coat and you still look scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but that, but I kind of hate that. Like, don't, oh yeah. don't you want to, don't you aspire to do more than that with your Halloween costume? Maybe. See, okay. So like, this is, this is kind of, I'm not a big Halloween guy. A lot of it was just cause like, I didn't really do much for Halloween as a kid. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm older and it's just like everyone, I don't know. Everyone seems to love 
Halloween so much. And I've never really been into it. And part of it is just like, I, I, I love the costume part of it, but I don't want to put so much work into something I'm going to wear for one night. Hmm. You know? Yeah. If I'm going to put that, I like, I got to wear that like multiple times. So it needs to be like, I need to go to a con. If, oh. It needs to be like Halloween and con appropriate. That's if I'm going to build something, right? That's it's like spending idea. all this time and it's just like, okay, wear it for one night and now I just have this thing. Yeah. Then like, you oh. have to either like throw away, which feels bad. I know. And it's like, like, well. in your yeah. closet, which also feels bad. Yeah. And then what if it's like a weird year where I don't do anything for Halloween and no one is, has any plans? Like, oh, well, now I just have this costume and what? I'm just going to hang out at home? That's, what is this? I don't want That's pathetic. Wanna... I know. <laughs> I've never done that. Uh, when I was a kid, I, we would go trick-or-treating. I wouldn't be surprised if I looked back in time and we were only trick-or-treating for like 30 minutes or something before being like, let's go home. Mm. But I went with a friend whose mom rented him like the most beautiful gizmo from Gremlins costume I've ever seen. It was like a mascot costume with like the head and everything. Whoa. And we went out trick-or-treating and he wouldn't wear the head and he had a coat on. So he was just, <laughs> so he was just like a furry guy <laughs> with a coat on. And I was so fucking mad at him. Because uh, he's like, I don't know. He doesn't listen to this probably, but he was like kind of a spoiled kid a little bit. Mm. I don't think I don't think he knew it. I don't think his parents even really knew it. Was it Matt? He, no. <laughs> Matt would have worn the head. Oh, that's true. Matt would have worn the head to bed for a month. You know? <laughs> uh, no, it was not. It was not Matt. But it was like the guy who had like the first computer of any of us. So we would like go to his house and play like mm. computer games or just like the, the like the nicest house guy. Um, but well, there, he was really nice, but it just like the fact that your mom would get you this and you'd be like, nah, I'm not going to wear the gizmo head, the height of disrespect in my opinion when I was, in I would, yeah, that's grade. true. What, what were you dressed as in, in this I, outing? I was always a zombie because that was another one where you could wear a coat. I was mm, like a zombie yeah. with a coat. Mm. Cause I was Zombies really get cold too. I'm when I, I'm not like this anymore, but when I was younger, I wanted the Halloween decorations on our house to be like, this could really be like someone's severed arm. I didn't want to have Ooh. like, this is a cute cutout of like a cat. I wanted to have like spider web, spooky fog stuff, and then be dressed as something that was like accurate. <laughs> Not like, I didn't really think too hard about it, but if I was going to wear a coat, I was going to be somebody who wore a coat and right. I was stupid enough that I didn't know anybody. Except a zombie coat, <laughs> or my who mom wears when I was, a coat. Ah, a zombie. Yeah, so a guy who died wearing a coat wears a coat. When I was really little, my mom would make made me like a couple dinosaur costumes that were warm. Oh, that's cute. So she could sew, and she would make me like warm costumes. But then eventually, when I was like tall, too tall for it to be cost effective to sew me a dinosaur <laughs> costume, <laughs> then I was just a zombie a lot of times. But there's a picture of us standing in someone's front yard, him in his coat, furry body. <laughs> was he like carrying the head with him? No, he just left it in their van. What, what the yeah. hell? And I, I think I remember, I think I said something too, like he got out without the head and I was like, are you going to wear the head? <laughs> his mom wasn't there, just his dad. And he was like, no. I mean, at the very like, least, use it as like the candy bucket. Exactly. That would be scary too. Like I've yeah. got Gizmo's I killed Gizmo. <laughs> I'm wearing I'm, I'm wearing Gizmo skin. I'm, I'm one of the other gremlins at that one. <laughs> or just a tiny guy. <laughs> I'm a tiny human child who killed Gizmo, cut off his head. And I'm using and it I'm, to collect candy. Uh, yeah. 
That is scary. Maybe that's what his costume was. Maybe. Yeah. But without the head, it doesn't work. I think my little brother was there as Buzz Lightyear, too, which was really cute. Mm. I dressed up as a zombie one year. I'm remembering this now that, now that you're bringing it up. And it was the first time I ever, like, tried to use... Um, I don't remember, like... This was also when I was maybe, I don't know, 9 or 10. So it was, like... I was not, like, doing anything for Halloween. Because, like, what I would... I would trick or treat when I was probably like eight or younger and my mom would take me to the mall and all the mall stores would have their employees or whatever, someone, some like organizations or volunteers or whatever. And it would just be a one long circuit all around the mall. And you just go to like every single store and then you just like collect your candy. Cause oh, my parents like they're not putting in like stuff that the store sells. <laughs> no. Like stuff that like Radio Shack to... is giving you like headphone cables. I'm sure there were some of that stuff, and I just sorted all of it out and just like ate the candy. Yeah. Um. Because my parents didn't want me to do door to door. Um. Uh, and we also like live. We lived outside of like city limits, I guess. Uh-huh. So. Like there was no, like there was no, we didn't live in a neighborhood. Like you'd have right. to like cross like a busy road to get to. Yeah. And I like, I don't think anyone like where we were living was even doing door to door stuff. It's so, like, you had to like go into like downtown and like the residential neighborhoods, like in the middle of town to like do that. And my parents, my parents didn't want to do that. They wanted to drive to that area and a little bit farther away to go to the mall. Uh-huh. Um, so that's what I would do. And so like after a while, I was like, my parents just stopped taking me. I was like, yeah, I don't really care. That's fine. Um, so I don't know why I decided to like, oh, I'm going to dress up as a zombie. Uh, maybe for school. That might've been it. Cause mm-hmm. like school's big because everybody's that everybody, you know, yeah. sees your costume. So this yeah. is the first time that I ever used like prosthetics, I guess. Oh, wow. And I got this stuff called scary skin, which I think was oh, just like liquid latex or something liquid latex or yeah. the way that I remember it. And thinking about it now, it kind of seemed like PVA glue. Uh-huh. And like, I would just like put on my face and then, or like, I'm like my arms or whatever. And you can like peel it off. And they gave you like little red paint or whatever for, for blood. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is pretty cool. That's exactly what I would do too. Yeah. And like and put then, it on my face and then just like rip mm-hmm, a big chunk off. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And mm-hmm. whenever I, I think about this every time around, around this time of year, cause I was like, oh yeah, that, that one time that I dressed up. As a zombie. And it always comes back to, like, the scary skin stuff. Mm-hmm. Because there is one, <laughs> there is one day uh, that I was on the playground with one of my friends. And it was around this time, I think. And I feel like, apropos of nothing, like, we're just on the playground, like, during recess. Like, <laughs> he shows me his nutsack. <laughs> 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 I did not write that this is no. going at all. I was like, I was like, wait, what? what the and hell? then he immediately regretted. It was like, it was scary skin. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, was it actually? Was no, it, it was his balls. <laughs> like, wow. I knew, like, I know it's scary. Like, I know it's scary skin. He'd be I a told, scary skin expert. If he I told you about this stuff. I was the one. I was the one that told you about this stuff, and I know it looks like dried glue, and that looks like your nuts. Wow! But I will always remember his like immediate regret. Me like, oh, that was scary skin. <laughs> That's wild. Wild stuff, huh? Did you humor him? Uh, no. I put it was like, no. I don't think. No, don't lie to me. Uh-huh. We all know what's going on here. Those are your balls. Yeah. It's like, you why did you God. show me? Being a kid's weird. <laughs> Isn't it? That yeah. I mean, that is like, it's weird because yeah, when you're a kid, it's like, it's like, yeah, that's weird to do, but also like, 
kids do weird shit like that. You got to try it once before you know <laughs> it's weird. You got to see the look on Josh's face before you're like, I can't ever show that. I was just so that. confused. I was like, why are you trying to walk this back? He's probably never showed his ball sack to anybody else. No, not at all. Not even to his wife, which he has a kid with. <laughs> he put scary skin on his balls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She thinks he's got the most <laughs> fucked up balls. <laughs> he's trying to convince her to call you and say, it really was scary. <laughs> Every Halloween, he's, please, please, honey. Oh, <laughs> Tell uh, him about my balls. But I'll think about this every now and then. It's like, that, that was really funny <laughs> that you just tried to walk this back immediately. <laughs> like, we're on the play. We're like on the jungle gym. Did that mess up that your love for Hollow? Like, did you? Do you no, I was already just kind of not into it. So I was like, oh, okay, whatever. That surprises me. I feel like artists are into it. Like, yeah, it's such think, an excuse to do so much stupid stuff. Yeah, I think if I did, I don't know if my if my parents were into it more and encouraged it more. Yeah, then I probably would right. have liked the that holiday. But since they were just like, you're gonna trick or treat at the mall. And then at some point I was like, eh, we're not doing this anymore. And I also think I just didn't ask to go trick-or-treating and they just kind of stopped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So you didn't even have like the, the opportunity to like rebel. Like it wasn't like your parents were like, no, Halloween is a bad holiday where you could be like, fuck you. I'm going to love Halloween. Mm. It was just, they were lukewarm on it. So you're like, well, okay, whatever. Yeah. And then like, I, I don't mean, like around that there yourself, like you were trapped basically. Like, yeah. Know? It's like, it's not like I could have like gone anywhere. It's like, right. I would need to walk several miles to go to a <laughs> trick-or-treating neighborhood yeah and like i didn't i didn't have i didn't hang out with friends i was you know nine years old <laughs> hang out with friends outside of school have video games to play so mm. i didn't have any friends that would go trick-or-treating and then when you get older you can go out and like just like cause very mild trouble when you're like 12 13 mm-hmm. then you go out with your friends i didn't do any of and that and you're like we could smash something but you never do i stayed at home and watched great pumpkin charlie brown that's more, that's better probably. Well, I guess you're bonding with other human beings or, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I have a, when, when I dressed like this zombie, I, I just remembered my mom cut me up a shirt and she said, no, your dad doesn't like this shirt. And then it turned out he loved that shirt. <laughs> oh, no, and no. I didn't think much about it at the time, but I'm realizing that like there's shirts I love that if I came home and like Rachel had cut my shirt up, I'd be like, but that's my shirt. <laughs> and then see your son walking around in his corpse like <laughs> so disrespectful <laughs> and i wonder if she knew he loved that shirt but she just didn't like it maybe uh could be i don't think you do you remember what the shirt, the shirt was yeah but i don't remember ever seeing him wear it oh so, what was the shirt probably because he it got like, it cut up it was like red and plaid even but oh it was like a plain shirt it wasn't like a <laughs> it wasn't like a special my- shirt <laughs> This is my Van Halen tour t-shirt. No. Yeah. It was just like a probably like bought at Walmart, like red plaid shirt. Huh. It's probably comfy or something. But when she took it out of the closet, I was like, I've never seen that shirt in my life. So this, <laughs> this tracks. So maybe he was being a baby also. I, don't know. But I mean, I have shirts that I would say like, oh, I like that shirt, but I also don't wear them. I, yeah. I have the same shirts. Like, or like sometimes I'm like, well, right. I should wear that like at a nice occasion. And then it's like, what's a nice that occasion like to wear this three years or shirt? something? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I have some t-shirts that like live in the back of like my dresser. Yeah. And then like, they will always live back there. And then when I start running out of shirts, I'll pull it out and I'm like, I'll wear a different shirt. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. T-shirts with stuff on them are different because they are kind of like mm-hmm. art, an art thing or something. But well, but this is just a button up. It was like this shirt I'm wearing. I mean, that's a nice shirt. If somebody cut the shirt up, I would be devastated. Oh, yeah. Rightfully but, so. But I wear this shirt and my dad didn't wear that shirt. 
they probably just had some, they got divorced. So. <laughs> that was the, like the not too long straw? after that. So oh maybe it really Do you think was. they were talking about that in court? <laughs> she cut out my shirt. <laughs> yeah. And he got full custody because of that. No. <laughs> out of context, that does sound like a really mean thing to do. Yeah. I don't think it, she's not that kind of person. So I don't think she would have done that. I bet he just didn't wear the shirt and was being a baby. Cause there are also like, I don't know. If somebody cut up my shirt, even if I didn't like the shirt, I think I'd still be like, you didn't even ask me if you, could. cause I know we didn't ask him mm-hmm. cause I was, cause it was very spur of the moment. Like we'll just cut this one up. Also mom could have used one of mom's shirts. I could have had a nice blouse. <laughs> <laughs> I would have looked really cute. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been the thing where like, if it had happened to me, I feel like I'd be like, this is a girl's shirt. My mom would be like, nobody can even tell it's a zombie shirt. And then the first house you go to, some like old woman is wearing the same shirt. Like, oh, I love your blouse. Yeah. This or you go to night. like the Halloween parade at school mm-hmm. and someone's like, the buttons are on the wrong side. That's a girl's shirt. Like, how do you know that? You're, you're so, six. How do you know that? But, but somebody would know that. You don't or even know te- how to button a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But nowadays we, we like decorate our house a lot and get a bunch of candy and wait for trick-or-treaters that never come. Oh yeah. Do you live in a trick-or-treat neighborhood now? No. Oh. Missoula's tough because there's, there's like a couple of very rich neighborhoods. Oh where, yeah. Why, why would you go anywhere else? <laughs> yeah. The full size candy bar myth. Yeah. The, the, you go to the university district or you go out like behind target or whatever. Oh, um, cause they, there's, yeah, I don't know. That's where all, all the decorations are like out in that neighborhood back there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the university district is the full size candy bar district. So that's where one year me and Rachel went and walked around in the university district while kids were trick or treating. And it was really fun, but we were also like, this is kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like we stopping can't. kids like, Hey, let me, get, let me get a look at you. <laughs> let me hold your hand for a block. <laughs> uh, but it looked so fun. It looked like, like an episode of Pete and Pete or something, just like kids genuinely like sprinting up to doors, like so excited. Oh yeah. Parents, it's like, like, like in a movie. It was perfect. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, well, yeah. My, uh, when I was in high school, my, uh, my girlfriend at the time lived in a trick or treat neighborhood mm-hmm. and they lived on the first house, Great. like in that neighborhood. So yeah. there were just like tons of kids. Yeah. It was the first time I'd ever given out candy. And I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. Look yeah. at all these kids. Isn't it? It's great. I, I remember the, <clears throat> like the first time doing it at my parents' house, like I was probably like 13 or 14. <laughs> and it was, it's very weird to be on the other side of that. Like the first time. Uh-huh. So I remember just like holding the bowl out and being like, Huh? No. Rookie mistake. Exactly. And my parents were like, just you give them the candy. Don't like hold the bowl out. (laughs) They're not going to haggle with you. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But it's so fun when Josh and I used to live in the university district. Oh, kind of. I guess we were more in the slant streets. So a few blocks away, but at the Plymouth house, we used to get, um, a fair amount of trick or treaters and it was, Oh, that's right. We did. It was always, I loved that. It's so much fun. Like having them come up and they're wearing like their dumb little costumes. Did like, we get, what are you, it's what so were insane. we doing when we were living, uh, on Eddie? Did we go somewhere for Halloween? Is that why we never, I, we must've gone to like a party or something that we year. must have not but been also home. our house. That one was weird because the front door would just take you into the hallway and that's how you got into the two apartments in there. Oh, that's yeah. true. And so that's if somebody tough. knocked on that door, yeah. I, we weren't really like there waiting. Right. No. 
It wasn't a great trick-or-treating situation. Because yeah, we like lived right in the middle of the university district. Yeah, I don't remember what we did for Halloween that year. I don't either. I think we just probably went somewhere. You didn't walk around and watch children? <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is actually going to bug me. I really want to remember. I don't remember what, what happened, what we did. The year before, I know I was Marty McFly when I lived in the dorms. And I remember sitting in my dorm dressed as Marty McFly being like, this sucks. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is this shit? Because I had made plans to hang out with somebody else. And then they were like, oh, I actually can't. I got to study. What? I know. What a loser. Yeah, truly. You're in college and it's Halloween. Yeah. I have bad luck with specifically that first year of me trying to like do college things and then people bailing on me. (laughs) I drink a lot of beer by myself in my dorm room. Dressed as various characters from (laughs) 80s movies. Basically. (laughs) They give my room like, hey, I got like a 24 pack of beer. You want one? No, it's a school night. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're in fucking college. Well, let's say we take a little break. And get on to our get on to our segment. Okay. Okay. You have segments. We have segments. Cool. What's up, y'all? It's everybody's favorite millennial, Paul here, and I'm just dropping by to tell you that you should subscribe to the Nostalgia Entertainment System Patreon. It's only three dollars a month, and that gives you access to literally everything that Josh and I have recorded for this podcast. Not only do you get weekly bonus episodes of NES After Dark and The Fabled Cumshaw, but you get access to the three-episode rule, a series where Josh and I try to get each other to like things. Also, we've been playing Oregon Trail on video? Who even knew that kind of technology existed? I didn't. Anyway, we'll also say your name in at least one episode. But probably more than that, probably two or three or four or five or six. It kind of depends on how many people join the Patreon and how good it goes. Check it out, dummies. Every night, the ghost of the poor boy roam the halls looking for his missing head. Even now, you hear his footsteps. Let your imagination run wild at Target, where you'll find the latest Goosebumps books and videos, plus a huge assortment of candy. I knew that wasn't a real monster. Hello, and welcome back to Nostalgia Entertainment System, Halloween Havoc, apparently. Uh, We're going to do a segment. Uh Sam's back. You know what that means. We're going to do, and it's Halloween time. We're going to do another Give Yourself Goosebumps. Hell yeah. Uh, I do have goosebumps, kind of, because it's cold It's in cold here. It is in pretty here. Cold. It got really cold all mm-hmm. of a sudden. I don't know how the heat works in this building. Maybe so there's a ghost in here. There could us. be a ghost in here. Entirely possible. I mean, um, when I, I just went to the bathroom. Very warm in there. I think oh, if we opened huh. that door, it would get warm in here. That oh, but it'd also be louder. Right. Mm-hmm. All those people doing drag races on the streets. <laughs> right there. See, there's one right now. Uh, I have here a collection of Goosebumps, Give Yourself Goosebumps books. I will read out five titles that I think are interesting. And uh, we'll have you two agree on one. And then we'll uh, we'll give ourselves the scaries. <laughs> Sound good? Uh-huh. Yes. All right. Here are the five titles. Number one is The Deadly Experiments of Dr. Eek. <laughs> okay. Number two, Beware of the Purple Peanut Butter. Mm. Number three, Welcome to the Wicked Wax Museum. 
Ooh, I like that. Number yeah, four. That sounds good. Secret Agent Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really one? That's that's what the file name says. <laughs> that couldn't possibly be scary. <laughs> I know. That does not apply here at all. Uh, and number five, Attack of the Beastly Babysitter. Oh. I like Dr. Eek or the Wax Museum, I think. I like Wax Museum. I'm curious about Secret Agent Grandma, <laughs> yeah. but I agree that doesn't sound like it'll actually be scary. We can loop back around to Secret Agent Grandma someday. Are we doing a Wicked Wax Museum? I, uh, that's Yeah, I, I think so. That. I All like right. that. Welcome to the Wicked Wax Museum by R.L. Stein. Your history class takes a trip to the new Wax Museum. New. You and your friends Liz and Jake hope the trip will make history less boring, but you have no idea what the Wicked Wax Museum has in store for you. First, Jake vanishes. Do you and Liz stay in the museum to find him, or do you leave and get help? If you stay, look out for strange men in doctor's masks. Keep out of the steaming room if you can, and beware of wax figures that seem a little too lifelike, especially that hooded one with the gleaming axe. If you leave the wax museum, get ready for a terrifying time. Meet Sybil, meet Sybil <laughs> Wicked and her skull-faced servant, Axel. Oh, wow. They've developed a horrible new kind of plastic surgery. Can you and Liz escape before your faces get lifted right off your bodies? <laughs> this scary adventure is all about you. You decide what will happen, and you decide how terrifying the scares will be. Start mm. on page one, then follow the instructions at the bottom of each page. Take a deep breath, cross your fingers, and turn to page one to give yourself goosebumps. I, I think the same thing happened last year, but I thought that you were already reading the story and I was like, what? You just, it just gives you like a sentence and then you make the first choice. Jake disappears. Do you investigate? I don't know. <laughs> Here's page one. Cool. You exclaim to your best friends, Liz and Jake. The field trip to the Wicked Wax Museum is today. I can't believe our class gets to see it the day before the grand opening. It's called the Wicked Wax it's, Museum. It's called the Wicked Wax Museum. <laughs> Maybe it's in Boston. So it's like, wicked awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's also funny that it's a new wax museum, which does not sound scary at all. <laughs> That's a good business idea, opening up a new wax museum. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take down Madame Tussauds. Yeah, I think like the three wax museums in the world are enough. That's all. <laughs> we, do we really need more? Yeah. Well, we never know. I wish there was one here in town. We should start one. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a good one. <laughs> Honestly, it just has be to be one. It's like, we're if the it, worst wax museum. If it was really bad, that could work too, yeah. <laughs> I'm not bad because like it, 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 it keeps the alliteration, so I think it's all good. The worst wax, the worst wax, wax museum. Finally, Mr. Dunning's history class won't be such a bore, Jake adds, flipping his black baseball cap around backward. Mr. <laughs> Dunning, more like Mr. Dull. <laughs> you said Good it, one, Liz Jake. giggles. Her red curls bounces when she laughs. Hey, why is it called the Wicked Wax Museum anyway? That's the name of the guy who owns it, Jake explains. Oh, what? Okay. His Mr. name is Wicked, Wicked Wax Museum? <laughs> Dr. Izzy Wicked. <laughs> he made all the wax figures. Well, according to Mr. Dull, Liz adds, the museum is supposed to bring history to life for us, or something like that. You're right, Jake smirks, and maybe the wax figures will come to life, too. Oh, gross, Liz cries. You're giving me the creeps, Jake. Come on, you two, you say. The bus is here. Let's be first in line so we can grab the back seats. Go to we're page two. Cool. <laughs> yeah, we're sitting in the back. I like these And our guys. friend has a backwards hat on? Yeah. He probably was also sitting detail. on his chair backwards. Do you think that's going to come up that, because it's a black backwards hat. Do you think it's going to come up that his 
hat is black. I think that they're going to find his hat on the ground, and yeah. that's how they're going to know that he vanished. Or a wax wax guy's going to have his hat on. Oh, that's yeah. true. On the bus, you rush to the back. You and Liz take a two-seater. Jake sits across the aisle with his red sneakered feet on the seat. We really know what Jake's wardrobe is. <laughs> Fashionable guy. Now no one else can sit there. Jake leans back. Yeah. His chin-length brown hair falls over the top of the seat. Let's get this crate rolling, he mutters. Holy shit. <laughs> this guy rules. <laughs> All right, people, Mr. Dunning shouts from the front of the bus. Thanks to my personal donation to the museum. Wait, Mr. Dunning? More like Mr. Dull. Mr. Dull. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks to my personal donation to the museum, we get to see the place before it opens to the public tomorrow. The teacher does one last head count. All right, Sal, he says to the driver, we're all here. Let's go. When as soon as talking um, our voice, I feel like our character is way less cool than Jake. Can you give him like a pubescent, like dumb little kid voice? <laughs> yeah. Like a, like a squeaky voice teen? Yeah. Okay. Uh, are we can... one person collectively? Oh, are we all three of us? Well, he's God. Yeah. Or oh. something. So are you and I me? I mean, la- last, time, last time you two shared a consciousness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You were, mind, you were mind melded. I think we should be identical twins who always <laughs> who always agree with each other. Okay, I, I, I like this idea. So for us, can we both have squeaky voices? Yeah, yeah. As soon as the bus starts moving, Jake presses his nose and opens lips flat against the window for the viewing pleasure of other people on the road. Man, Jake's cool as hell. Yeah, okay, he's, he's going to get it? sick though. He shouldn't do that. <laughs> then he breathes out the window and writes in steam, "Honk if you hate history." That's a for like 20 minutes <laughs> consistently to keep it up. Yeah. Honk, you say laughing. <laughs> honk, honk, Liz adds. You and Liz are honking so loud you don't see Mr. Dunn come down the aisle. He looks mad. Go to page three. <laughs> they should have called him like Mr. Hull or something because then Mr. Dole Mr. would be Dull, a yeah. lot better. Mr. Dole. <laughs> That's enough out of you three. You're always making trouble, the red-faced Mr. Dunning sputters. Mm. If you hate history so much, you can just wait for the rest of us in the lobby. Oh, Mm. brother. There goes our fun. (laughs) Minutes later, the bus pulls up to a stone building. Mr. Dunning leads the class into the lobby of the Wicked Wax Museum. A scowling woman in a purple turban and gold bracelet sits inside a ticket booth. These three students will not... Oh, that's Mr. Dunning. That's the way. No, what does she know about Mr. Dunning's voice? <laughs> what does she know about these three students? Should that be Mr. Dunning's voice? Yeah. <laughs> these three students will not be going in, Mr. Dunning oh, no, tells her. He's really not letting us. He turns to you, Jake and Liz, and points to a bench by the wall. Sit there, you little monsters, and you'd best still be sitting there when I come back. We really didn't do anything that bad. We didn't do shit. We were just laughing and saying honks. We honks, yeah. <laughs> The class leaves you behind as they enter the Hall of Historical Exhibits. A red door closes after them. Jake mm. manages to sit still for a few minutes. Then he jumps up and says, I think it's time for us to take a little tour of our own. Go to page 75. Jake, don't. You, oh, you whisper, you whisper loud. That's sure, why not? <laughs> as he disappears through the red door. You glance at the ticket lady. She's busy with something in the booth. Jake. We're in enough trouble already. <laughs> His voice is pretty perfect for, this, yeah. for you us. Ju- you jump up from the bench and try to grab the door before it closes. Too late. The red door slams in your face. Hey, open up. You hear Jake yelling through the door. Mm. He rattles the knob. Help, he cries. Liz leaps up to help 
you push the door open. It won't budge. Haha, funny. Stop kidding around, Jake, she scolds. Help! Jake screams again. He really does sound scared. Then you hear a whir, like a motor starting up. Then click of gears mingles with Jake's cries. Jake! You shout. There's no answer. You press your ear against the door and listen. With a cup. <laughs> That's true, with a cup that you brought with you. <laughs> I think something is really wrong, you whisper to Liz. His cries are getting farther away. We have to get in. You shake the door handle and give one last push. Suddenly, the door opens easily. Mm. Darkness greets you both. Darkness and the loud whirring of a motor. No sign of Jake. Did somebody drive him away in a car? <laughs> he found a car. <laughs> he found a car and drove away. Help, I'm having so much fun. If you go in after Jake, turn to page 30. If you decide to get help first, go to page 111. But hurry. Oh. Mm. We're not dorks. I don't think we need to go get help. I we are dorks. <laughs> I guess so. But, <laughs> I mean, but we, we don't want him to think we're dorks. That's true. We I do want to impress, impress Jake. Jake. Let's just go I get help. We have to help. Jake would not be, he would be so mad if Mr. Dole came with us. You want to get help? No, no. I was saying Jake would be so mad if Mr. Dole oh, came absolutely. with us. Oh, so absolutely. Let's just go get him. We don't need help. All right. You going after Jake. No time to lose. Jake needs your help. You step into the darkness. Liz clutches your arms. Hi. I don't like that motor sound, she stammers. It's a car. You don't like it either. But it's too late to turn back now. The heavy red door slams shut behind you. A thick bolt slides into place on its own. Wow. You're locked in. Slowly, your eyes adjust to the strange red light that fills the room. Then, you see what's making the motor sound. Ahead of you, a conveyor belt moves slowly through a velvet streamered opening into a black tunnel. It reminds you of those luggage carousels at the airport. But there are no suitcases on this conveyor belt. Instead, Ugh. there's a body, Jake's, and it's moving slowly away from you. His red sneakers are disappearing into the tunnel. Then you notice something else. Out of the corner of your eye, you see something move across the room. It's only a shadow, but there's definitely something there. What is it? If you want to find out what's moving through the shadows, turn to page 93. If you ignore it and just go after Jake, turn to page 18. I'm very curious, but also we got to help our buddy. I think he's in trouble. Yeah, he's his shoes are disappearing. I think we're going to find out what's in the shadows one way or the other. Yeah. All right, you going after Jake? Yeah. yeah. Going after Jake. Jake, you shout. You lunge to pull him back by his feet. Before you can grab his sneaker, a steel door slams over the opening. You pull your hand back just in time. Kneeling on the low platform in front of the conveyor belt, you bang on the steel door. Jake! You shout again. <laughs> the door slides up. The conveyor belt starts moving forward. You're so startled, you, you, you lose your balance. Splat! You fall flat on your face. You're on the belt. Liz! <laughs> You cry in terror. <laughs> this is also funny to remember that we're two twins, <laughs> presumably holding hands through the soul. Get me off this thing. You're kind of getting a little like Seinfeldy. <laughs> Liz jumps onto the conveyor belt to pull you off. The belt speeds up. Now both oh, you and Liz are being dragged along through the tunnel. Up ahead, Jake lies motionless on the moving belt. At the end of the tunnel, a sign flashes on and off. It reads, This way to steaming room. Find out more about the steaming room on page 40. Ooh, I do like the sound of the steaming room. It sounds room. really relaxing. Especially because it's cold in here. Yeah. You want to be in a steam room. Steaming, steaming room, you ask Liz. What do you suppose that is? Liz only shakes her head, and the conveyor belt comes to a sudden stop. You squint, trying to peer ahead in the darkness. You're about to call out Jake's name when you hear voices. 
Let's get him off this belt, says one man. Dr. Wicked wants this one steamed right away. We'll do him first and get the others, says a second man. Steamed? <laughs> you gasp. Shh, listen. Shh, listen, you say as the voices begin to argue. Maybe we should stip this, skip the steaming, one man, sa- one man says. If Dr. Wicked wants us to be finished in time for the opening tomorrow, we might just have to go on to the next step. No way, says the, says the other man. You know we can't skip any steps. If the steaming is skipped, nothing goes right. Oh, okay. Let's just get this kid into the tube. <laughs> the lack of characterization of the other guy is good. He's a normal man. <laughs> this is his day job. <laughs> you and Liz glance at each other in horror. Jake's always had a knack for getting into trouble, but this time, he's out of his league. Turn to page 59. We've got to see what they're doing, you whisper. You and Liz tiptoe along the conveyor belt. Finally, you can see the room at the end of the tunnel. Two men are lifting Jake off the conveyor belt. His body hangs limp. You watch in terror as they load him into a tall glass tube and shut the door. The room is filled with these human-sized tubes. They look like big test tubes. Boy, he loves the word tubes. (laughs) (laughs) But they have doors. Each tube also has a clear hose sticking out the top, connecting it to a big pipe in the ceiling, and Jake's inside one of them. How can we get him out of there? Liz whispers. Before you can answer, the conveyor belt starts up again with a jolt. You and Liz are knocked off your feet and carried down the tunnel toward the test tube room. Then you notice the air around you is getting damp and heavy, and you're feeling sleepy. Very sleepy. You spot purple smoke hissing from under the conveyor belt. Sleeping gas. It registers in your brain, but your body is now helpless (laughs) to do anything about it. All you can do is rock your head to the side so you can see where you're going. No surprise there. You and Lid are headed straight. Liz are headed straight into the waiting hands of two men in gloves and doctor's masks. Turn to page one thirty-three to see what happens next. The two men in doctor's masks drag you off, drag you and Liz off the belt. Two more for steaming, says one of them. <laughs> says the one with the New York accent. Yeah. Doctor Wicked will be pleased. They roughly load you and Liz into separate test tubes, close the glass doors, and seal them. They're going to steam us, your mind screams. We'll die. <laughs> Meanwhile, are shoved into so one. Do <laughs> you think you're shoved in like side by side or vertically? <laughs> and if it's vertically, are you still holding hands? <laughs> <laughs> well, no matter what, we're still holding hands. Yeah. <laughs> Already you have to fight for breath. You've always been frightened of enclosed spaces. It's hard not to panic. Your mind races, trying to come up yeah. with a plan. Now that you're away from the sleeping gas, you feel strength returning to your legs and arms. Maybe you can break out of this contraption, but what about the two men? Besides, once the steaming starts, whatever it is, you'll probably need all the strength you can muster. Maybe you should lie low, try to conserve air and energy, and hope you come out alive. What'll it be? If you fight to escape, go to page 107. If you stand perfectly still to save oxygen, go to page 47. (laughs) That's the way I conserve oxygen. Practical. Standing still so I can be alive another 30 seconds. (laughs) Well, Well, 15 because there's two of you. (laughs) What was the first choice? Fight to escape. We gotta fight. Uh, We're clearly gonna be turned into a wax figure if we just stand there. Or it's nice. What if the steaming is nice? (laughs) Like it's a cleaning thing? It could. Oh, yeah. I think we should fight. I think we gotta get out of there probably. Yeah. All right. I bet this is a trick though. Fight to escape. Well, let's remember page 133. Maybe one of us brought a gun. (laughs) (laughs) We're the real bad kids. (laughs) Yeah. 
You pound on the glass, fighting to escape. A sudden rush of steam whooshes in through a hose on, in the top of the tube. Yeah, you can't breathe. Sweat drips down your forehead. Your fingernails scrape across the, across the glass as you claw out the door. Ooh. The steam is getting thicker, and there's no way out. I'm suffocating, you choke out the words. Let me out. You beat the glass with your fists, but your hands are limp and useless. The steam has softened them too much. You're shriveling <laughs> like a prune. <laughs> what about our bones and stuff? <laughs> it's really powerful steam. Yeah. <laughs> this steaming process is shrinking you. You're the size of a Barbie doll. Wow. Did Help. not expect that. Help, you cry. Even your voice is smaller now. The two men in doctor's masks <laughs> can't hear you. They oh, glance no. at your test tube and shake their heads. They Another Ghana, one man says matter-of-factly. I guess this one couldn't take the heat. <laughs> you oh, feel we a little supposed to shrink. You feel a little sick, a little tired, a little, little. When they open the door, you're just a speck on the bottom of the test tube. Wow. The good news is your steaming is finished. The bad news is so are you. That's it. That's it. The end. Oh, we don't have a tiny adventure. Apparently not. Nope. Okay, so what happens if we just stand? I can't imagine we don't also shrink. How could something different happen? If something different happens, that is not not right. Well, yeah. let's see what happens. That doesn't if sound you, very scientific. No. Let's see what happens if you stand perfectly still to save oxygen. You try to save oxygen in this glass prison by standing perfectly still. The two of you, two twins. <laughs> Where did we get this idea from? <laughs> Apparently, Liz has the same idea. She breathes huh. slowly inside her tube. You can't see Jake at all. His tube is filled with a cloud of white steam. Oh no, he's getting trunk. <laughs> Your mind works overtime. What's this all about? Those two men talked about getting you ready for Dr. Wicked. They said this steaming was just the first step. First step of what? You're not sure you want to know. You'd rather just get out alive. Steam whooshes in through a hose on the top of the test tube. You brace yourself for the pain but it never comes. Instead, your pores open as steam gives your skin a deep cleansing. It's oh. hot, but not so hot that you can't stand it. <laughs> Wait, why does cool. you fighting make you what? shrink? Because you get, I, you run out of oxygen, which make you shrink. That right? does make you shrink. <laughs> <laughs> then, as suddenly as the steam appeared, it clears. You see you're moving again. The test tubes are lined up along a rolling track. Jake's tube is far ahead of you, rattling as it goes. Behind you, Liz looks as surprised as you that it's over. You raise your hand to the glass to wave to her. As you do, you bump the latch <laughs> on the glass door, and it wiggles loose. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just, I hope it's a nice wave. Like, hey. Hello. Hello. I feel great now. I'm so refreshed. I do like that you said, oh, what's like a nice relaxing scene when it turns out it, it was. was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good, good one, R.L. <laughs> You know a chance to escape when you see one. You push the door. It swings open. Immediately, the test tubes stop moving. You jump out. The men with the doctor's masks are nowhere in sight. You run back to Liz's tube and unseal her door. Thanks, Liz exclaims as she jumps out. Are you all right? You ask. <laughs> I'm fine, she assures you. But what about Jake? I can't see him anymore. He disappeared into that opening in the wall. Liz is right. Jake's test tube is out of sight. You run to the opening in the wall. When you peer in, you can't see Jake's tube. What you do see is so frightening, it makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up. Mm -hmm. It's the next step, and it couldn't be worse. A sign at the end of a long tunnel flashes the words, Skin Scraping Center. They're going to skin Jake alive. Oh, they're going to skin Jake alive, you breathe in horror. Uh, try your best to save him on page 98. I am willing to bet that this is all a spa. I'm going to take that. You think risk, the whole thing is a I spa? I think skin scraping is also going to be nice. Why would they be kidnapping children to take them to a spa? <laughs> <laughs> to test out the process. 
Maybe. Kidnapping Ooh. children. Do you think these, do you maybe think these they, test yeah. tubes are like like those like uh, float tanks? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Maybe they're. Maybe they don't know that we accidentally are in here. They're those two guys. But they put you to sleep before they do it. It's relaxing. <laughs> okay. I don't know why he's asleep and we're not asleep also. Yeah, we just resisted the Like, sleep what cast. happened to him? He was asleep even... He was asleep the minute we walked in the room, remember? Maybe he was tired. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, what's, uh, what's really that? Really comfortable. What's the word uh, for when you just... Narcolepsy. Yeah, maybe it's, a, maybe it's narcolepsy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, skin Jake alive, Liz cries? Remember, oh, remember one of the mask guys talked about getting Jake ready for the next step? Jake got through the steaming step. The sign above the end of the tunnel says skin scraping center. That must be the next step. You mean they're going to scrape Jake's skin off? Liz shudders. But why? I haven't figured that out yet, you admit. But I know we've got to save him. Quick, get back into your test tube. No. What? Are you crazy? (laughs) Trust me, it's the only way to follow Jake. (laughs) (laughs) You push Liz back into her tube. (laughs) Then you jump into your own tube and pull the door closed. Just as you'd (laughs) hope. Both of us. Just as you'd (laughs) hope, the track starts moving again. You and Liz are headed for the skin scraping center. You hope it won't be too late to save Jake. That is, if you can survive yourselves. Hurry to page 26. The track moves you and Liz towards the opening in the wall. Then, something unexpected happens. Instead of the track taking you to the skin scraping center straight ahead, your test tube veers off to the left. Damn. Spotlights flicker along the track. You're not in the tunnel at all now. The test tubes are moving through a well-lit cave with a high ceiling. Without warning, the test tubes stop moving. The door swings open slowly. A recorded voice over a loudspeaker repeats mechanically. Watch your step, please, as you are leaving your capsule. Watch your step, please, as you are leaving your capsule. Watch your step, please, as you are leaving your capsule. What's going on? Find out on page five. Nervously, you and Liz step down from the tubes. You glance around for Jake, but you don't see him anywhere. Where's that voice coming from? You wonder. Then you spot two speakers hanging from wires on the cave-like walls. There's no one here, Liz whispers. A few steps away, you see two bucket seats lined with cushions. Two comfortable chairs just sitting there in the middle of a cave. Without thinking, you and Liz fall into the soft, cushioned seats to collect your thoughts. We lost Jake, you state the obvious. <laughs> Are we sitting on each other's lap? <laughs> <laughs> if, only, if only we could find Mr. Dunning in the group. What kind of weird wax museum is this anyway? There's something terrible happening here, Liz says. Another recorded message suddenly blares through the cavern. For the convenience of other visitors, please keep moving. Then the floor, floor beneath you starts to move, just like the test tubes. Hey, you shout, trying to get up. A bar falls down across your lap. Another drops on Liz. Wait a minute, you think. You've been in seats like these before. At the amusement park. You must have stumbled into some sort of wax museum ride. Hope it's a good one. (laughs) Hang on. Hang on as you ride over to page 49. The seats move forward into yet another dark tunnel. It's so dark you can't even see your hand in front of your face. But then your seat swivels abruptly and the lights come up. Before you is a wax diorama. It shows a stone-walled room filled with weird, old-fashioned science equipment. In the middle of a floor is a doctor's examining table. You recognize the setting. You've seen the movie at least five times. It's a scene from Frankenstein! (gasps) But there's something wrong. A wax statue of Igor, the creepy assistant, stands with one hand on the power switch. His mouth is open as if he's talking to someone, except that there's no one else there. What's more, the examining table is empty. 
Where's Dr. Frankenstein? And where's the monster? Weird! You know the museum is set to open tomorrow. So where are the missing statues? They're probably still making them. Yeah, they're, yeah. Dingus. they're time to Oh, do you out. think we're going to be the statues? I think they're going to be alive. <laughs> That's scarier. <laughs> we would be the horrible Frankenstein. <laughs> so Just two guys in a trench coat? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should investigate. Liz has a different plan in mind. Turn to page 131. That's plain creepy, Liz cried. Stop the ride. I want to get off. She pushes hard against the metal lap bar. Everything screeches to a halt. A moment later, the lights go out. You're sitting in the dark again. What happens next depends on what day of the week it is. If you're reading this on a weekday, the ride starts up again. If you're reading this on a weekend, no. you have to get off the ride. That's not Ooh. really what it says, is it? <laughs> it is. I like that, actually. <laughs> All right. Well, today is Saturday, Saturday, so we are getting off the ride. Little peek behind the curtain on when yeah. we recorded. You sit in the dark for a moment, not sure what to do. Then a blood-curdling scream echoes through the darkness. It's Jake. It has to be. Let's get out of here, Liz cries. She's frantic. You hear her squeezing under the lap bar and hopping down onto the track. You do the same. Wait, you call. Then you hear Liz scream. In the same instant, the floor beneath you gives way and dumps you through a secret opening. We're falling, you cry <laughs> as you drop through the darkness. The fall seems to last forever. Uh. Then you see light below. The strong smell of melting candles reaches your nose. First you smell it, then you see it. Then you dealt it. Then you're in it. <laughs> Bubbling, swirling, boiling wax, you splash right into it. Oh no. Two more, you hear a man's voice say before. The hot wax seals your ears forever. Coat them with wax. Put some new faces on them. And presto, instant wax figures. And that one over there can be Dr. Frankenstein. Uh, I was right. You were right. A finger pokes We're you like in the side. Five feet tall or whatever. <laughs> a finger pokes you in the side, and this one can be the monster. Oh, well, after all, Mr. Dunning <laughs> called you a little monster. Guess he was right in the end. So you can't win this game on the weekend. I guess not. That sucks. I, it was fun if it just like led you somewhere else, but it sucks that that's how you lose. Yeah. Can we pretend like it's Monday? We can pretend like it's Monday. After a second, the bucket seats start up again. You turn a corner. There's light up ahead. A recorded voice says, We hope you've enjoyed the show. Please watch your step as you leave the ride. The bars lift from your laps and you step out. You're in a little room with mirrors on the, on the pale green walls. On one wall, there's an open door. A sign above it says, Welcome to the River of Wax Maze. Proceed at your own risk. Beyond it, a narrow path is bordered by clear glass ditches. What looks like hot wax flows through the ditches, popping and bubbling as it goes. Now you see why it's risky to enter this maze. You wouldn't want to slip and fall into the wax. Liz says something, no, but sure you, wouldn't. No. Liz says something, but you cut her off. Shh. I think I can hear something. We're mansplaining to her. <laughs> <laughs> sure enough, barely audible above the gurgle and pop of the wax, you hear voices. You can't make out what they're talking about, but you know who they are. You know those voices anywhere. How could you forget them? It's them, you whisper to Liz. The guys with the doctor's masks. We must be close to Jake. Come on. You have no choice but to tackle the maze. Oh, my God. There, is a, petition. Pr there is a printed maze oh, in wow. the book. Oh, my God. <clears throat> um, I have a petition. Can we stop calling them doctor's masks and calling them face diapers? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll rewrite this. <laughs> How amazing are you? Start at the this way outside. As you follow your chosen path, collect the letters along the way. See the spaces provided below. Copy them to a piece of paper and fill the letters <laughs> along the way. If you have chosen the correct path, your letters will spell out an important message from the owner of the Wicked Whack Museum, Dr. Wicked himself. 
Write the letters in order you find them. If you finish the maze successfully, go straight to page 124. If you don't get through the maze, close a book and take a cold shower. You've just been writing in a river of burning wax. What? What? How did... Okay. Let's just tell him we did it? Yeah. That's so funny that he like went through the time of making this maze and was like, if you did it, wink. If you did it, great. If you didn't, take a shower. Uh-oh. It looks like... You- Maybe some people are too horny to finish the maze. So that's why it's a cold shower. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It looks like your end might be here. Yours and Liz's and Jake's. You're in the wax dipping laboratory, and it's very clear now what is going on at this wicked wax museum. You look around for Jake and spy an empty stretcher, but no Jake. Huge vats of bubbling hot wax are lined up along the center of the lab. Dozens of ropes hang from scaffolding. Giant machines rumble, tumble, swish, and swirl. Hundreds of wax-dipped figures dangle from drying racks. A voice on the other side of the laboratory shouts, Check that one for readiness. Yes, Dr. Wicked, replies a worker in white. Now you see him. It's Dr. Izzy Wicked himself, standing on a platform overlooking the lab. A mane of wild white hair frames his hollow-cheeked face. Don't dip him until you're sure the steaming and skinning has been successful, he orders. Three workers are gathered around the stainless steel table. When they step back to see what or who they're examining, it's Jake. It's Jake, Liz exclaims aloud. (laughs) Both the worker and Dr. Wicked swing around to see who spoke. They see you and Liz. After them, Dr. Wicked orders. After them. Run, you shout. Run for your life. (laughs) With all the workers in the laboratory coming after you, there's only one way way out of this. Up. Your thoughts are racing as fast as your feet. You've got it. You could climb down the scaffolding on the ropes. You could Then you could swing down and tackle Dr. Wicked. It's risky. No, it's more than risky. It's life-threatening. But you have no choice other than which ropes to climb. You examine them closely. Some look too thin to support your weight. Others are thicker, but starting to fray. Which one will you choose? Uh, thick. Yeah, that one will kill us probably. <laughs> the thick one. Or, th- I don't know. Uh, why are we tackling him? What's that going to cost? Yeah, why are we, we here? We flee. What well, is this place he built? Why is there an amusement park There's got to be easier ways to get waxed. Somebody could just walk in. You could bop him in the back of the head with a hammer. Yeah. And you don't have to build a, a whole amusement park about it. Uh, are we going for the thick rope? Yeah, do we yes. die? No. Oh. Should, you, should we die? <laughs> Go to the thin rope then. Okay, the thin rope is... Uh, we die. Go for a thin rope, you call out to Liz. You both grab hold of the thinner ropes. Before you can start climbing, the ropes automatically lift you up. They swing you through the rows and rows of wax-dipped figures. Higher and higher you go until you stop directly over the vats of bubbling wax. Cut them loose, Dr. Wicked cries from his platform. A worker holds an oversized pair of hedge cutters. (laughs) (laughs) On the the order from Dr. Wicked, he cuts the thin ropes. You and Liz drop to the vats below. The next sounds you hear are voices of children on a field trip to the Wicked Wax Museum. Wow, this scene checks out, one kid says. It's kids like us getting dipped in hot wax. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it, you think to yourself. This is the scene you and Liz were meant to be in all along. You're just two kids being dipped in vats of hot wax in a wax museum. At least your audience is enjoying the show. As for you, your performance has come to the end. (laughs) Wow. What educational value does this display have? (laughs) (laughs) I think that one kid says, that's realistic. Yeah. I've seen this happen. That's real. (laughs) That's exactly what it looks like when children are murdered. Yep. Wow. (laughs) Those kids are just like me. I'm glad I'm not them. (laughs) Well, that's been our trip through the Wicked Wax Museum. Yeah, we died horribly three times. Sure did. Sorry I got to leave early. I do think it'd be fun to 
see how you can survive. This was also much better than the last one. I feel like the ending last time was always unsatisfactory. It was more of a surprise that you would die. I think in the it seemed like yeah in the last one, or you yeah. died more often or something. Yeah, these are, this one prevented like more clear choices. Like, well, one of these is probably going to kill me. Right. And the other one was like, go through the door and you're mauled to death by a dog. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, okay. I was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's been it for our segment of giving ourselves goosebumps. Did you guys get goosebumps? I kind of was actually a little creepy. Yeah. The last, the last ending was a little creepy, I thought. Yeah. I did. I, I like that there was a maze. I There was a printed maze for you to, <laughs> to go through and collect letters. It's just so much extra, like so much overhead to build a maze and keep a flowing... I know river of hot wax going all the time. The I know. I would have. I would have loved to find out more about Doctor Izzy Wicked. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. I'm actually very curious about like you know in the intro thing where they were like, or you can meet Sybil and their skull faced companion. <laughs> yeah. What I, the hell's that? I want to know about them, and I know that if we had not gone after Jake, we could have met them. Mm. But I, I'm glad with the truth. There's a whole. Made. There's a whole another route to this. We a possibly unrelated plastic surgeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like from Escape from L.A. You guys seen that? I haven't seen that one. Oh. Hmm. Well, a story for another time. A story for another time. (laughs) Well, that's been it for this episode. Uh, Paul has to go, so let's wrap this up quick. Sam, do you like to plug anything? Oh, yeah. Listen to a commitment, a Muppet podcast that I do with my friend Matt, who we made fun of for a little while Mm -hmm. in this very episode, Matt Gatos. Uh, If you just search commitment, there's merch, there's a show to listen to. Uh, where we're descending into madness watching every episode of Fraggle Rock right now, (laughs) which is way too many episodes of Fraggle Rock and Muppet Babies, dear Lord. (laughs) And that's a bad show. Um, So yeah, listen to that. Listen to SciShow Tangents is another show I do. Uh, That's it. Just podcasts all the time. Yep. Do you have anything you guys would like to plug? (laughs) Oh, thank you for asking. I don't have anything to plug, but if you want me to plug something for you, you can email me at paulplugsforyou at gmail.com. Is that real? Yeah, and I'll plug it. P-A-L-U-P-L-U-G-S, number four, letter U, at gmail.com. Wow. It's really a mail. One person has sent something in, and we read it in our last episode. No, well, that's one person we didn't know has sent something. Oh, one person we didn't know. Do you walk around town and also tell people about the thing that they tell you to plug? Like, how far reaching is this service? Uh, It stops at this podcast. Okay. So you're reaching an audience of 40. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's more than I was going to say. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. There's about 40 people. people. I think you should tell everybody at work that like, <laughs> all your your client your clientele. Tell you what, I will. I'll tell everybody at my job. I'm not actually going to. Oh, okay. Follow the show nes nes underscore pod probably everywhere. Instagram, Twitter. Give us money on Patreon. Uh, that's probably it. I still don't remember how to end the show because it's been a long time. We used to say what we were talking about next time. We don't know. One day the episodes that we recorded in April will release. I will get around to editing them someday and you'll hear all about the fun conversations that we had earlier this year. Maybe next episode will be Halloween again. Who knows? It might be. As of now, I've been scary themed. That's very true. So who knows? You might, the next episode will, will be uh, finishing this book with Sam in the year 2024. (laughs) 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 All right. That's about it. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.
Nostalgia Entertainment System, brought to you by listeners like Joe.